All right, everybody. Today we are joined by the crew from XCH Central. We've got JM, we've got Katie. As always, I've got Austin looking good over there. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on at XCH Central. We're going to talk about the general Chia sphere and some other things. So why don't everybody take a few seconds here and introduce yourselves? Yeah. Um, so I'm XCH Central JM, not to be confused with uh, the Chia employee who's also JM. Um, I run XCH Central along with Katie. We've been in the Chia ecosystem for about a year now. And our, our largest project that you probably, if you know us, you probably know us because of our pooling project where we put 10 uh, bytes of plots with various pools in the ecosystem and uh, just publish the statistics of what, what hits our wallet. Um, and then I'll let Katie introduce herself. I'm Katie is our engineering head and brain of this project. Go ahead, Katie. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Katie of XCH Central. Um, like JM said, uh, we have been working on um, collecting statistics around pooling, as well as um, collecting those statistics that we see from our farm and what we see on the blockchain. Um, we're really excited for another project that we're working on around NFTs called Green Horizon. Um, I'm the artist uh, for that project, but the developer for XCH Central. Um, I'm excited to be here and be a part of this community. Thank you. Very good. So uh, just to kind of jump into some questions. Um, so what kind of got you guys both into Chia and when did you first get involved? Yeah. So we got into Chia, or rather, I got into Chia. It's actually kind of, I'll, I'll tell you the whole origin story. So it's, we've been in Chia for a year, and we've also been dating for a year. Uh, we kind of met around the time of mainnet launch. And um, I, I was into Chia, I had heard about Chia within the hype and the interviews that was leading up to mainnet. And it, it, it just kind of made sense to me, I've been kind of not in crypto, but watching crypto for a long while, way back when I had some Bitcoin, you know, when it was worthless and it was just like, oh, this is cool. Internet money. I like it. Like it makes sense. Um, and then just kind of never thought anything of it. And then Ethereum made a little bit more sense with like, ooh, smart contracts. Now we're talking like this functionality. Here we go. Um, and then the proof of stake stuff just really never made sense. So I just kind of, and obviously for the energy usage of proof of work, I've just, it was a big turnoff. And so then when Chia came along and I saw the name Bram Cohen, I was just like, I know Bram. I'm, we're all, you know, that 30 to 40 year old kind of range. It's like, I know Bram. I, BitTorrent is a major impact on my life. Uh, let's, let's check this Chia thing out. I was actually on vacation when I was uh, going on vacation. I was in the LAX airport. Uh, when I was reading the white paper and I just realized like, oh no, th they've got it. They, this, this team's got it. Um, then shortly, shortly thereafter kind of started dating Katie and it was just like, hi, nice to meet you. Um, I've got a lot of servers like this, this Chia thing with, is going to be a big part of my life right now. So <laughs> if, if you like me, we, we got to kind of get on board. Um, and, and that's how we kind of got started in Chia. And then as far as our website goes, um, Katie is at a, actually her, she's a professional developer for a, a large tech company. We won't tell you who, but um, and I'm kind of trying to move back into the tech space. I did it during undergrad and just 
didn't stick with it. The finance world kind of stole me away. And this was uh, this was a pet project where I'm just like, hey, I can learn. You teach me programming. We'll work on it together, and we'll just kind of roll with it. So, Katie, it sounds like you've got a junior developer over there working for you. It, are things panning out? Are you going to put a put him on a full time offer schedule here? You think he's going to pan out as a junior dev? Has he got <laughs> promise? Yeah, he definitely uh, definitely has promise. Um, although he definitely exceeds where I am lacking in the product space. He understands the community and um, what they need. Really, the the pooling um, uh, feature that we have on our site was all his his doing and his design. Um, so um, definitely, uh, I can do the programming, but with the product and the ideas that's all jam. So you guys have been endeavoring to learn Chialis together. Is that correct? Yep. We've started down that path a little bit. Any insight for anybody else that would be looking for pair programming advice in getting started with Chialis development? Uh, Patience. (laughs) (laughs) I think patience, pair programming has been actually pretty rewarding for us. Um, it's actually it's interesting because I I mean I did do programming way back when in my undergrad and everything, um, it did algorithm analysis and all that stuff. So I have a, a kind of a good theoretical base, and we'll be pair programming, and sometimes Katie will write out a bunch of code, and I'm like, wait wait wait, shouldn't we do this design? You know, shouldn't this function do this? Would and she's like, yeah, you're technically you're correct, but in the real world, this is how like, I've written a lot more production code than you have, and this is kind of how we how we go about things. As far as Chialis goes, I think that it's it's there's a steep learning curve, and it's honestly something that we're gonna delve into further as soon as we get a few more of our site features rounded out. Then I think we're gonna say, hey, our pooling we we kind of view our pooling project as feature complete, and now we're really gonna focus on shipping something on Chialis. Yeah, I will say I I, I do think the Clover partnership is huge. Um, working with beginners, trying to get the environments set up is usually the the hardest hurdle um, if you don't have a lot of experience. So if you're able to leverage that um, environment to get started, um, I think that's huge for beginners. It it real it it 100 is a huge thing because getting back into programming, we actually didn't start with our site and everything is I Katie started me out doing just some little basic little Python scripts, renaming files, you know, renaming some image files that I had, which ones are raw, which ones have been edited and moving some other little automated tasks just on the desktop, just to get me to kind of knock the rust off. And like, I think people underestimate how important that just a proper dev environment is for a newcomer to where I was just like, Katie, I, I I can I can Google code, I can put it in there. I just need to be able to press the go button, write things and press the go button and see. And so I think the the clover is a huge thing that takes a lot of burden off someone who really wants to get into Chialisp as a new dev. So I'm going to make sure everybody, if you're interested in getting into development on the Chia ecosphere, to include a link to the Clover development environment, you can basically spin up a ready pre-built test nets loaded, write some code, test things out. Uh, Check the links below for that. So yeah, I've got to say there are some impressive capabilities that Clover has brought to the table and definitely setting up the Chialisp environment is probably a little bit more, if you're not used to setting up Python-based environments and stuff, it probably is a little bit more technically difficult 
And there's not a ton of documentation around the setup of a development environment on your own. So that is a really good first step. Now, have you all endeavored to look more into the developer forms and Keybase? I know, JM, you're on Keybase, but have you found that they're, the team at Chia has been pretty receptive to answering even technical questions? Yeah, yeah. So um, just yesterday, I was asking in dev how to... Um, estimate the size of net space for a block using um, their code and um, Gene and everyone hopped in was super helpful and responsive. Um, so I do find that the dev channel is a very active and useful resource for developers. Um, and I mean, with anything, when you're asking for technical help, make sure you're very specific so that the, the and, and you give context for what you're trying to solve, that there is a, a um, a talent for asking questions to get the right answers, but I think the um, the Dev channel and the Chialisp channel is, is very helpful. Excellent. So everybody, be sure to check that out also if you're starting out in the Chialisp development environment. So uh, I think that we've got a couple other questions about kind of like what your background is with finance in particular. Uh, is that something that you are doing professionally? Do you work as like a finance person, Jam? Sure. Um, so my background's in banking. I've been there for about 10 years now, um, mostly in the corporate finance space, all the way up to kind of the, if the, the, the term loan B space. If anyone's familiar with that or if you want to Google it, it's kind of the, where how large companies raise billions of dollars. No, no one bank is going to give someone $4 billion. It's just too much concentrated risk. So what happens is um, uh, you'll, they'll go to a, a borrower, a large corporation like, um, like not Microsoft, but let's just say um, United Airlines. They'll go to Goldman Sachs or J.P. Morgan. They'll say, "I want to borrow five billion dollars." They'll take that package of five billion dollars, put a presentation together, and sell it to a bunch of smaller banks and in little bite-sized 10, $20 million chunks. And so what I, my expertise is, is underwriting that for my bank and deciding who we want to lend money to. Excellent, excellent. So a lot of due diligence, it sounds like. Exactly. So let me ask really quick about XCH Central. Uh, do you guys have like a kind of goal or a mission statement there? Or is there like, if are you guys going to be bringing on new feature sets or is it pretty much just going to be pool analysis and some cat profiles? What's in, so, what's in store for XCH central? That is a great question. Um, Cause originally we just started it with like, Hey, this is cool. Uh, web development for the pool project. Katie's going to teach me how to hit APIs and just do some basic web dev. And then it proved to be a pretty popular feature for the community. It's it's actually amazing overnight seeing this, the Reddit threads of, hey, this pool's cheating, just disappear. Um, it was pretty rewarding in that sense. Um, beyond that, I think it's it's really going to be that feature. I want to still interview a bunch of cat, um, cat makers and just kind of help the community out on that front. Just core, you know, helping with what you're doing as well, interviewing, interviewing people in this podcast format. Um, and then I think it really is going to be, we're going to, after, after we round out our, our feature set for the pooling protocol here in um, a week or two, pro hopefully, then our focus really is going to shift to, we're going to do, want to do some cool stuff with green horizon NFT um and then also chia list which kind of goes should go hand in hand with the the green horizon nfts uh project that's really cool um 
Going back to pools, I'm curious, would you recommend any one pool to, let's say, like a new farmer that's coming onto the chia scene? Yeah. So recommending a pool is something I kind of don't do. Um, yeah. I, I love all of our pools. If they're if they're on the site, I, I it, there there is no difference. Ultimately, the biggest difference between these pools we've found is the community. It's it's honestly, if you like the big, faster moving chat, then space pool is your pool. Like they're the largest. They're they always have mods online. That if you have a question, someone's going to get back to you real quick. If you want a more, you know, a smaller bespoke feel, then you know, Space Farmers, Open Chia, Chia Hub, Foxy Pool—they're they're all great in their own little ways. I will say some of them do have better dashboards and better reporting, and that's actually a space that I want to try to help the pools kind of with and kind of nudge people in the right direction. Um, it would be great. I don't, I don't know how receptive the pool operators would be, but to kind of centralize APIs, because that's a big part of our project has been every pool has a different API, reports net space in a different way. Um, I think it would be a big help for the community if we can kind of agree on a sort of a standard that, uh, that pools report in. That's really cool. Um, you know, I think it's definitely smart to not um, uh, recommend one pool in particular, because then you're kind of making yourself liable. Like if someone like ends up uh, uh, joining that pool with your recommendation, but um, kind of going back to also the NFTs that you mentioned, um, would you care to share any like preliminary details about the NFTs? Uh, Jared and I love NFTs. Yeah. We are part of the Space Marmot uh, crew um or we actually own a sm1 uh token and um yes yeah, so we'd love to hear about what you're kind of like what's in the works there yeah so katie is an actual amazing real world oil painting artist um and she i mean she loves art she loves to paint and so our nfts probably you know that idea wasn't a far far leap to be like hey we should maybe maybe we should make some nfts um as far as specifics on green horizon i we have some fun stuff planned i think it's going to take it in a different way um if you if you've seen the theme it's basically space cowboys is the the two the two word uh theme but we also we haven't really announced it yet but i i guess here's as good a place as any um we are we have a writer that we'll be bringing on his name is parker um he's just a hobbyist writer who's gonna end up writing short stories for us we want to actually do world building and build out this green horizon world and brand and kind of see where it takes us so we'll our nft releases We'll, we'll do the standard profile picture kind of releases that people love. Um, but then we're also going to pair our NFTs with the writing that our author is going to do. So with each um, short story, we're going to have a few scenes um, that Katie will will bring to life so to, to pair with the story. Um, we don't we haven't gotten into the specifics of how many the price and all that. We're still feeling it out, kind of waiting to see how the community works out. But I can tell you that we will definitely be doing something um, across the, the entire spectrum. We'll have some stuff, you know, for fractions of a Chia, whether, you know, a 10th of a Chia or something, all, and then um, some more premium exclusive profile picture stuff 
maybe some bespoke art from Katie that, you know, for people who want to whale. And so folks, if you are wondering where you can get a little bit more information, check out the Green Horizon NFT Twitter, and you can also check out the XCH Central Twitter. And so I was looking through recently, I know you guys took a trip to the uh, Arizona region, and you guys were, I guess, doing some scouting, right? Like some recon work a little bit. Recon work, as far as you talk in the observatory, we talk in... No, I, I, so do you guys were like doing some brainstorming? I don't know. I was reading uh, the tweet. Ah, uh, gotcha. Reading yeah. into the tweet. Uh, yeah, no, that was um, because obviously for, it's for Green Horizon primarily, it was, you know, you can, we can Google images of desert landscapes or we could get in the car and drive for a few hours, you know, for a few hours and go take real life pictures. That was, it was quite the weekend. Uh, I think I ended up driving for, over the long weekend, about 20 hours, 1,100 miles, uh, being the, the chauffeur for the talent, the talent being Katie in, in her artwork. <laughs> I appreciate it. A lot of driving. And so, Katie, you are interested in everything that's happening, I take, from the astronomy perspective. I know the AstroCat is something that you are taking an interest in. Why don't you talk about like some of the stuff you guys are I notice also there's like a pairing of some of the artwork with some of the like space helmets. I mean, that's pretty clear. So I'm wondering, is this going to have some sort of a Astro tie-in possibly? Yeah, there's definitely that sci-fi Western crossover. So depending on where the character is in the story, those um, settings may be more Astro spacey or they may be more, um, you know, rugged Western landscape. It, um, it, it really does vary. And I, and I like that we chose this genre because we have, um, some really exciting and interesting, um, backgrounds that can help shake these characters and give them more depth. Um, back to the astrophotography. Yeah. I really think that's unique, um, AstroCat community that they're developing and bringing people, both to the blockchain while developing um, a community and having a use case, we actually went up to the observatory in Flagstaff and um, took. I took my first astrophotography photos for the first time there at the um, observatory, and it was really cool. I was able to um, submit those beginner images to the contest that AstroCat is having, and um, I'm really excited to see what other participants um, submit and, and learn more about you know, <laughs> the different uh, photography settings I need, how to use my camera, all of that good stuff. And hopefully, um, if not my own images I can use in these MNFTs, at least maybe they can inspire some, some of the digital art that I'll create um, for these characters. So do you think I should submit some Astro photos? I mean, I, <laughs> uh, are you located in, a, in an area with a dark sky, I think is a, a prerequisite. Technically, we are an international dark sky in the city that I am in. I am actually working actively to get that removed because it is inaccurate. <laughs> We're 19 miles from downtown Austin, Texas. There are some hills around. They are not mountains like you have in California. They are hills. So, I mean, it is not enough of an elevation rise to get out of the sky glow. And as a result of that, the portal is just not what it used to be when they were awarded the International Dark Sky location. And so the Dripping Springs area, roughly, I'm in between Dripping Springs and Austin, which is kind of southwest of where Austin is. 
And so, yeah, we did actually, when we were buying the house, pick it so that it would be a good spot for, and we've got a nice outdoor area. I have cleared off a nice spot that I use for doing astrophotography. I just don't, I don't want to feel like I have to be involved in every single thing. And like, I make it a competition. Like I try to, you know, also I want to promote other people in the community. So sometimes it's good to take a step back also. Like, you know, I don't, I don't need to be everywhere and competing in everything. And I feel bad sometimes. Like I might be, you know, sticking, sticking myself out there too much. Does that make no, sense? You should abs- absolutely no, definitely get in there. not right now. Yeah. The community is excited for, for photos. And if you're an experienced astrophotographer, I think um, we're all eager to see uh, what, what shots you have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you have a full solar eclipse coming up in a couple of years. You're in a great location. That's exciting. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I have a nice solar filter, a 10-inch solar filter for my 10-inch telescope, and it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I am very excited for that. Solar, actually, I love solar. Like, have you checked out Hydrogen Alpha solar yet? No, I'm very much a beginner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just look up, like, Hydrogen Alpha images of the sun. This is something that you can get into as an amateur. And they are, it's like seeing the sun in a different light. Literally it is seeing the sun in a different light. So it is really cool. The stuff you can do with amateur astronomy, it gives you those hands-on tools that you get like a professional, but just scale down a little bit. So it it's a, it's the kind of hobby that you can keep up forever. I've been involved with it since I don't even want to say it's a very long time, almost 30 years. And so that is a a pretty good stretch of my life has been involved in amateur astronomy, but I have really found it rewarding. Folks, if you haven't checked out AstroCat, make sure, check the links below, got links to their project, the Messier project portion of this, that the artwork is being generated for their NFT, I find incredibly interesting. Now, do you know if they're using like a CanGAN or are they actually hand going in and manipulating these images? No I idea. Think, I oh, think kidding. I saw someone drawing, um, hand manipulating, but I don't quote me. I don't know for sure. I would love to hear an interview with AstroCat. Ooh, that's a good one. You're right. We should definitely get AstroCat on. All right. So, uh, Austin, you got some more questions for him here or are we about done? Yeah, I have one more question actually. Um, so I'd love to hear from, uh, both of you, what you're most excited about in the Chia space, um, like in the coming, like six months or so. Oh, Katie, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, definitely the uh, NFT protocol. I think uh, we're very excited about that. And then also um, seeing the community grow um, and seeing the layer two solutions, hopefully starting to emerge as well. Wow, you just take take both the things I was going to say. Um, I, I think really I'm more uh, most excited about more people getting into Chialisp. I think that the more people we have building things, the better it's going to get for everyone. I think that once we more people dive in and we can get some more of just these uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier on the European uh, happy hour, uh, maybe you'll link to this uh, <laughs> and, and promote them as well um, is, is more building blocks, just kind of open source building blocks where you can take one piece of, one little piece of software and combine it with another piece of code from somewhere else and then fit it into your, your own little um, project. And I, I think more people on Chia list 
is just going to really open up a lot of creative, great creative spaces for people in the community. All right, folks, there we have it. Thank you so much for your time today, Katie and JM. Austin, always good to see you as always. And folks, make sure to check everybody out. Links below for all of their profiles. Also, that Green Horizon NFT. I know that I'm interested in Western sci-fi. I'm interested in sci-fi in general. So the Western aspect of sci-fi, very cool. Really like that. Also, do you guys have some inspiration sci-fi like that you are utilizing some maybe more mainstream stuff? Is this Firefly-esque or where are we going? So Katie's never seen Firefly and I am in the process of correcting that. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm deeply in the process of correcting that right now. Um, we actually also the other week watched uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, like just some classic John Wayne Western. And it's just... You can draw just so much inspiration from just some of these old westerns that we, we get it from everywhere. Everywhere, Star Wars, uh, Firefly, old westerns. It, it comes from inspiration comes from everywhere. Yeah, and in terms of the art style, I'm a huge fan of um, some of the old classic western artists like Maynard Dixon, and um, also another inspiration is The Martian. I love those hostile landscapes in sci-fi, so you'll definitely see some of that. Nice, nice. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we will see you guys next time. 